Um, what else are we going to talk about? We could talk about how you never dress up for this podcast anymore. Um, well, that's because you started demanding that we record it at 9 a.m. So I'm wearing my robe. It's currently after 1030. I'm wearing my robe to the podcast room. You know, this is a job, okay? And uh, if I was the boss, which I'm not, Lily is, I'd fire you. Lily, what do you say? Get the fuck out of here. I hate you. Wow. I can't believe she said that to you. <laughs> Blows podcast. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. I'm Nick Maritato. And this is a podcast all about reality television, and we would love it if you are a longtime listener or a newbie. If you just went ahead and gave us a five star review and you rate and reviewed, it makes the world of difference. Hello. I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> it's just so cold and so abrupt yeah. that it's a really tough way to transition out of that. Okay, you know let's try I mean? it. Let's, I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay. okay. Hello. Welcome to Reality Blows Podcast. I just feel like saying that this is a podcast about reality television does not earn us a review or a rating. Okay, fine. We won't say it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I feel like if you were given some gusto, a little something up front, Mm -hmm. a little treat up front, that somebody's like... Our guest is Chevy Chase. Yeah, something like that. rate and review. You guys, um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, We have the wonderful Puck on the show today. So you guys are going to want to rate, review, and subscribe because uh, the more reviews we get, the more times Puck will come on our show. Mm -hmm. You know, something like that. Yeah, I see. Uh, But if you're just like, this is a reality television podcast, go to fucking iTunes and fucking (laughs) rate that shit. That is just, it's too much for me. I swear it works, though. I just don't like asking anybody to do anything for me ever. You know what I mean? I do. You guys, this is a podcast about reality television. Nick and I are two lovers who live together in Bushwick (laughs) and uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn. Yeah, we're lovers on some days, fighters on others. Mostly fighters. And it's, um, it's an overcast Memorial Day here in New York. Satay. Here in Bush Bushnick Studios. Bushnick Studios. We're more lovers than fighters. What? You had to write those yeah, wrong? Yeah. I thought, you know what? I was like doing it for humor purposes. But then I was like, what's funny about being fighters more than lovers? Well, it is Memorial Day. Okay. <laughs> and today we will be, we, we will put the guns down. I will say that Nick and I are in straight up vacation mode. Yeah. I feel like that's important for you to know, listener. Yeah. Um, that we are just relaxing. We're maxing and relaxing. Yeah. Also, we need you to know if you can hear this. You hear that buzz saw in the back? That's just letting you know that our neighborhood's are under construction. Yeah, M- that's right. Much like our lives. Yeah, moving um, on up. Also, we can't do anything about that sound. Uh, we do not have a soundproof booth that we're doing this in. We yeah. are doing this in the quote-unquote studio, which is a spare bedroom. Yeah. And that bedroom happens to be facing out to the backyard where people like to construct, you know, I don't know, pits of fire. Tiki huts. Tiki huts, whatever. Some dumbass hipster with all the mommy and daddy's money wants to do to their apartment that they just bought 
in Bushwick. You know what? I have been practicing the banjo on the roof a bunch lately. And every time I go up there, we have like new neighbors right across from here who are constantly doing yoga on the roof. I don't know if you've seen this are they doing? Are they across the, the backyards or on our block? <clears throat> they're across the backyards on the right. So kind of um, to like they're a little bit lower of a, a roof than ours. So I can look down on them mm. figuratively and physically. Yeah. Well, are you looking down on them? They're like working out. On yeah, the that's roof. true. I guess I shouldn't look down on them. I'm playing the same song over yeah. and over again, trying yeah, on the like, banjo. Bong, bing, bing, bong, bing. <laughs> look at those losers. Bong, bong, bing, 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 bing. Look at those losers. Um, and there is one guy who seems to just be smoking hand rolled cigarettes nonstop and writing in his journal. And he is also doing yoga at the same time. Uh huh. Guys, you have to get to Bushwick. It is crazy. Sonia was here last week. That's insane. Yeah, um, we did talk about it on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, but our our neighborhood is bumping. You know what? I yeah. was thinking, like, why don't we go on one of those graffiti tours and just see what they're all about? I see. I've seen the entire tour just by walking by with iced coffees and and kind of uh, uh, lowering the the volume of my headphones to just hear what these uh, rip off artists are telling these uh, Parisians as they walk around our neighborhood. Our neighborhood is filled with beautiful graffiti, and it always has been. It's gorgeous. It's the Bushwick Collective. Yeah, it's, you know what? And by calling it graffiti, I, I feel like. Okay, it does maybe. a disservice. It's not. These are paintings. These are murals yeah. being painted. Fabulous I, murals. I found out uh, through one of my eavesdropping walkbys uh, is that uh, a lot of what we're seeing in the neighborhood is called pop surrealism. Oh, yeah. So that's like when you see like. Um, you know, uh, uh, Marge Simpson, and she's got like 75 snakes coming out of her, like blue snakes coming yeah. out of her hair. And those snakes are like entering the nostrils of Stewie Griffin. Yeah. You know, that's a pop surrealism. That's supposed to mean something. I, I don't know what, but. It you know. means Bushwick's cool, it y'all. It means it's cool, y'all. Um, so we are in, like I said, Memorial Day mode, and we we went through our regular shows this week. They were fine. We watched some extra stuff. It was fine. We didn't get a guest because everyone's on vacation. And so last night, I started tooling around on the internet, and I thought to myself, I want to find a documentary about reality television. Surely one exists. I went to Netflix. I went to Hulu. I went to all my usual places. Nothing came up. I went to my last resort that's right the dark alley known as youtube yeah you know come to think of it it i guess it is an odd situation to do a documentary or a docu-series on a reality show they're very very close to one another yeah could you you imagine a reality show based around documentarians you know it just doesn't seem like it's a fine line you know it's um it's it's almost i feel like People who do documentaries usually don't like reality TV, you know, and vice versa. You're not getting what you want out of the experience. I'm working Um, on two sides of uh, two sides of the same dirty coin is what I say. I'm I'm working on um, a project we refer to affectionately on the pod as Project A, and it is a documentary. And when I started working on it, I was like, this is great because I love reality television. And then every single person around me, the, the light guy, the sound guy, the uh, producer, everybody stopped what they were doing and said, this isn't reality television. This is a docu. Right. This is a docu-series. So it is a fine line. Yeah. But luckily, Ashley, mm-hmm. just trolling YouTube, yeah. found something very very special. I found something that really, it made my heart flutter. Um, it was a documentary. Um, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to pull it up on my phone. It's called Real Reality Documentary. 
why people love and hate to watch reality TV. And so that that title right in, it drew me in immediately. Yeah. As soon as I heard the title, I was like, that's what I want. I looked down, I scrolled down. I, I went to look at the views expecting, what, a million? 162 100, views. 162 views. It's only been up for a year on YouTube, but it was made in 2004 by a producer, director, and I, I assume writer and talent. His name is... Ivan Katz. And actually, his YouTube account is Ivan Katz Productions. He seemed to have do done some other sort of uh, low-budget documentaries, self-produced. Um, and uh, it, 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 it scratches a bunch of itches for me. I mean, it is maybe perfect it is a time capsule of um what reality television was like as it started to pivot um into it, the height of mainstream so everyone's watching a reality television all of a sudden it's no longer a, a sub-genre now we have big shows like um bachelor and joe millionaire which we'll hear about survivor survivor and so this guy he's he's taking a look at reality television going what is this that everybody's yeah. watching all of a sudden he's clearly a big reality television fan and he wants to sort of see you know what the hype is all about now this man ivan katz he puts himself in his documentaries Ooh, much uh, to my pleasure <laughs> and uh he is a he's a fab gentleman he feels like a tim and eric character it, it okay so the itches that this scratches for me is yes it's reality yes i love documentaries but also it's that it's that low budgetness that I'm looking for in the stuff that I am, I the, the holes I find myself in, in on YouTube. Uh, and this is right right there. And this is an hour-long documentary, an hour, six minutes. Me and Ashley were captivated for all hour uh, and six minutes. Um, and it's uh, really, really incredible stuff. Now, the basic format of this is it has, he, he talks to 12 strangers um, about their relationship to reality television because what appears to be happening, even though it's never said in the docu, in the documentary, 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 I was about to say docu-series and I just got all stumbled. What's never said is that there is a casting call for a reality show in this guy's hometown. So he's interviewing a couple of people who are volunteers for this casting call he's also just talking to i guess friends and then he's also following around one person who was in a reality television show yeah. as his show airs yeah that man was on the apprentice season one baby during the amorosa season mm -hmm. and uh so what we want to do is just talk about this for a little bit but We'd like to also play some clips for you. Now, you can go ahead and watch all hour and six minutes uh, of this thing. Just find real reality documentary, Why People Love and Hate to Watch Reality on YouTube. There's only one search result when you put that in. Um, and you can watch this. Um, and if you're like us, if you like, uh, if you like reality TV and you want to hear people talking about it, and you also like... You also like, uh, I don't know, public access sort of style stuff also it looks like this thing was made in 1991 it was actually made in 2004 that really goes to show you how far technology has come since the early aughts it's true and if you really want to see um you know like a man talking in front of a electric guitar clock hanging yeah. in the background or you know shots where a woman is speaking and then all of a sudden it's the back of her head and you're scared that there she's are some <laughs> scary shots in here man i don't know what happened there were some jump scares there were some jump Scares. There was a moment where we were like, is this the ring? Is yeah. she going to climb through the television uh, and eat us? Okay, so what I've queued up here, Nash, you don't know that I've done this, but I found the introduction that this man has done for this movie, and so we're just going to play that right now. So listeners, uh, enjoy this for a second. Hi, I'm Ivan Katz, producer of Real Reality. 
I got the idea for this documentary when I saw that an audition was being held locally for a popular reality TV show. I guess he does say I it. I decided to speak to the real people who are trying out for the show to find out why they would want to be on a reality TV show. I also wanted to find out the real reasons why real people watch these shows and what they really think about them. I also got the opportunity to join a reality TV show star as he watched his television debut with his friends and family. So join me as we explore real people and their real views on real reality. Check out this theme song. Real people, oh, real right. actors. I guess we're not going to hear that yet. I just want to go ahead and say an apology to Ivan. You did state it up front. Yeah, I was sorry, so blown guy. away by your work in general that I must have forgotten. Um, Nick, are there any takeaways from this? Just off the top, let's just talk visually. Anything that you found interesting about this docuseries? Visually? Yeah, and I will say mine, which is that everyone was so 90s. It was so late 90s, even though this was 2004. I know. Well, you'll, you, what you notice is when you watch stuff that's sort of uh, on the cusp of either decade, uh, it seems to represent the previous decade quite a bit. So if you look at stuff from 1990, 1991, 92, 93, it's very, things are very much 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, when you really, the 90s is like 97, 98. We, we find out, we, we, we're kind of look back and we go, yeah, baby, this is the 90s, 98, 99, the Backstreet Boys are kicking our butts. Right. You know, uh, Limp Biscuits doing backflips on stage. You know, everybody's buying a red Yankee uh, fitted hat. And then all of a sudden, it's 2001, 9-11 happens, everything changes, and this guy makes this documentary. You know, I mean, that's basically the history of my life. It's the history of your life. Um, I will say that everybody looks like they could have been cast in Friends. Yeah. It seems very much like a Friends cast. Not like the main cast. People who are like walking behind them at the Central Perk. Central Perk people. Um, and I will say that there is one woman who just keeps harping on the idea that this boom, this bust, and this bubble of reality television is similar to the bust, the bubble. I don't know why I keep saying bust. The bubble of game shows in the 60s. So little does she know it's going to keep on going way past that yeah and uh it's interesting to me because yes this is this is the boom i mean this is when reality went from just being the real world people sort of watching people live to things like survivor where there was like a prize at the end and and that's it seems to be a big thing that a lot of these cast uh, these uh, interviewees harp on is that it's it's changing right now and they're noticing the changes and things are getting a lot more let's just say schlocky and a lot more um, produced. produced and like really dirty. I mean, they get into stuff about Married by America. I had forgotten about Married I by America. I don't even remember it at all. It was just literally like a Bachelor thing, but if the if the person, um, if America just, it was like American Idol, but yeah. America chose who you were going to marry, and you have to marry them live on TV. Oh, man, we got to do a deep dive into that and figure I, out if any of those marriages last. A lot of these things, I believe, are like Fox, ABC, sort of like those, uh, you know, main network of reality shows. And there's a lot of referring to these networks, ABC, NBC, as pimps. Um, they keep talking about how they're pimping out these people. You know, yeah. they they seem to be like worried that these people are being exploited. Whereas we don't feel that way now. When yeah. we talk about reality stars now, we're not worried they're being exploited. We see them as savvy, sort of. They know what they're getting into. There's a self awareness. They're going to go on there. They're going to launch a vitamin brand or you know sure. a, a nutrition bar. Um, something else that I found interesting about this was just like the, the one of the women wants to be on a show so bad. Like she's like, this is my chance to find love, yeah. you know, and I, I, I don't know if that if if that is something that exists now, like if people are really feeling that way about reality television, like uh, 
people don't take it seriously. They're not like looking at The Bachelor being like, I'm going to go in there and find my soulmate, which is something I think people believed in the beginning. Also, one last note is that people were all watching the same show at the same time and then talking about it the next day, which right. doesn't exist now. I know. These, there's a couple on here who are talking about how they're, they're setting up two VCRs so that they can make sure to record um, the special shows so they can know what to talk about the next day. Yeah, you got to have something to say at the water cooler. It's true. Well, you know, I would like to play another clip for you guys. Um, and the woman that uh, Ashley was referring to, who was talking about wanting to be on The Bachelor just so she could, you know, find love. Yeah. She also seems to be incredibly obsessed with reality TV. She is. I, I want someone to do a one-woman show based off of yeah, her yeah. experience, her uh, performance She's on fantastic. this docuseries. Yeah. yeah. So this is a kind of a longer clip. I think it's kind of fun. It's um, what what we're gonna see here is what we're gonna hear here is a bunch of people. Sort of these are the people that have been uh, being interviewed. Some of the twelve strangers that are being interviewed. Um, the first voice you're gonna hear is the woman that me and Ashley are referring to. She tells some fun stories. Then it morphs into the longest rant. Not rant, but the the longest anybody has ever talked about the show Joe Millionaire ever. Ever aside from this tele and this podcast, um, it, it, I couldn't believe how long every how how much they they gave to Joe Millionaire. It must have just happened. Joe it, Millionaire had just come. It out. It was a phenomenon. It was it was uh, dirty. It was scandalous. People couldn't get over it, and these fans couldn't get over it. A lot of them did not like the show. Yeah, they see. But you know what? That's that's kind of what you'll see with reality fans is they like to love. They love to hate it. You they know? were particularly upset about the ending. Right. Which I do not remember. Well, but you I don't know if you watched this at the time, right? I did. I, was I did watch it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and my um, mom watched it. They it chose was an somebody, event. and I, th I can't remember if the woman chose the million dollars or to go with Joe. I can't remember. I think she may have chose the million. I, it doesn't really matter. So we're going to play this as long as we possibly can, <laughs> and uh, we're, we, we may stop and comment on this, but we'll see how long this goes. But we, just, we, we thought this was a, a fun representation of what this documentary was all about. I mean, but people aren't necessarily going to watch. I first started watching reality shows when one of my friends, a neighbor of mine, called me over during a snow day and all we did all day long, <laughs> and it probably drove her fiancé crazy, was we watched the Learning Channel. Well, it's TLC now, but back then it was the Learning Channel. We watched a dating story and a wedding story, and after that I was hooked, and I just had to watch every show that was on TV. Younger years are always better. Why? Because I think that you're allowed to be a little more dramatic and exciting and innovative when you're younger. When you get older, you get put in this little mold. You're supposed to be more professional, and you don't get to have as much fun. I was following The Bachelor with one of my friend's mothers, <laughs> and she's the one that's gossiping about the show more than any of all, any of my friends. Fear factor. Don't understand it. Don't know where the fear Okay, I just want to give a quick shout out to this guy. Um, first off, he's the only person that showed up for these interviews who dressed in a suit. And he is he clearly hates reality television. And all of his insights are just like, I don't know what they're doing. Doesn't make sense. Uh, and it's stupid. Yeah, it, this guy, he seems like he watches everything <laughs> and only likes like real world season one. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. Than any of, all, any of my friends. Fear factor. Don't understand it. Don't know where the fear is i mean 
you have fears that, you know, are natural, fear of heights, um, you know, fear of dying in a fiery burning car or something like that. But then the fear of eating some weird worm, I don't think that's really a normal fear because the chance of it actually happening isn't, isn't there. If they were calling it gross factor, then, you know, that may be appropriate. But fear factor, no. You know, stupidity factor is more a better name for it. The Oz- Boom. Wow, sick burn. I mean that dude. Uh, that dude and the woman and the woman talking the story about hanging out with her his fr- her friend's moms and her friend's mom was gossiping more than even even they were. I mean that 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 really sums up the joy that you're gonna find in this documentary. And we will just go ahead and say it. They're the best part of the stock, these two. And I think they should get together. I know that 14 years have passed, but hopefully they coupled up. Do you think either of these people are still living? Yeah, of course. They're like in their late 20s here. That was only 14 years ago. You don't think most of these people died immediately following the release of this documentary? (laughs) I wonder if they ever saw it because he just put it online. I mean, I imagine maybe this man was selling this out of the back of his, uh, you know, uh, Jeep for a while. I I don't know. At reality television conventions? Here's a Joe Millionaire. That was cool. Why? All right, here's a Joe Joe Millionaire rant. (laughs) No, Joe Millionaire was cool. Why? Oh, shock shock value yeah i mean just to see her face when he says you know you know i'm, I'm a forklift operator joe millionaire actually kind of got into it a little bit um <laughs> it was wait a minute we take it back this guy loves joe millionaire <laughs> and the way he winds up to it is so funny because he's like joe millionaire I actually kind of got into Joe Millionaire a bit. Uh, this show is uh, pr- this show is pretty awesome. I uh, you know it's a uh, good it's a uh, it's good yeah. stuff. Actually, kind of got into it a little bit. Um, it was a little bit interesting, um, just on the side of if you're just watching something incredibly stupid, but you can't turn away because you're like, okay, what's the next stupid thing that's going to happen? A lot of my girlfriends and I disagree with Joe Millionaire. Um, some of them thought he was like the Neanderthal man, and other girls thought he was super hot and I think I was somewhere in between. The two that he ended up with were bad choices to begin with. So I mean strong words. Just because they aren't you, Jess, doesn't mean they're bad choices. (laughs) That's a couple and they've seen this guy seems to have something to say about every time his girlfriend or whoever has something. They bicker a lot. They bicker a lot, but he's so uncomfortable on camera. Also, you know, they a lot of these are um, some of these are done like on a beach. You know, there's a lot of beach talking. Lots going of on. wind. There's a lot of strange shots too. At one point, this man just um, he picks his girlfriend up out of the water and just seems to show her crotch to the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, and then uh, and then the other ones like Ashley was saying or that accusing this man of not letting us know what was happening, but it turns out Ivan Katz did tell us that he right up top. To <laughs> he seems to have just picked people off the line and like pushed them up against the brick wall and then interviewed them for what looked like maybe two to three hours apiece. I mean, it was a long time. You know, he would say things like, maybe in Paris, or I don't know what, and he's supposed to be this rich guy that's like really educated and that's traveled so much, but yet he didn't know anything about the country and the girls would ask him things and he would make up things and they were so clearly wrong. The whole audience would be like, oh my God, how are these girls so dumb, you know? He's obviously the worst, world's worst construction worker, you know. <laughs> you know, Construction workers don't make 19000 a year. You got a union, you know, you're doing fine for yourself. Like, Joe Millionaire, we heard that he was spotted at a bar and wasn't looking to be on a show and truly wasn't making very much money and they just liked his look, they liked his appearance, and they picked him. Okay, so... Um... This now leads into uh, 
we're gonna we're gonna hear from our host or from our producer Ivan, and he's gonna tell us um, about real encounters that these people have had with reality TV people. Okay. And just so you know, this is a very long story, but it is worth it. So just hold on to your butt. Yeah, we may not listen to this whole story. We'll, or we'll, we might b- jump around a little bit. So I believe her name is Jen. I, I don't remember what her name is, but there is a woman here that. Seems like she was interviewed on a different day. Yeah, she seems to be on like a porch overlooking the woods. Either that or it's a green screen. All I know is the entire time, Ashley and I thought that this woman was going to crawl out of our TV screen and just kind of uh, suck our eyeballs out of our heads. It didn't help that she would be, she would just be speaking and talking and then all of a sudden it would flash to the back of her head. And yeah. Just like the back of her head looking at us and then it would flash back or she'd be speaking and talking and then it was like a close-up of one eye. Yeah, and then it would be like a slow, choppy zoom out. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was, it was... Um, I, Ivan was trying some stuff here. It was here. disconcerting. One person I interviewed spoke to and met the real Joe Millionaire. I went to this bar. Hotel Monaco. (laughs) (laughs) Also, most people are like looking at the camera. She is looking totally profile like to the right. And then she's got her like stringy, greasy hair is kind of covering the side of her face that the camera can see. She seems like she's uncomfortable being filmed. I don't know if her hair is greasy, but it is stringy and she is using it as a shield. Yeah, she may have just gotten out of the water or something, but she's, yeah, she seems like she doesn't want to be interviewed, but then she also she seems like all she wants to do is be interviewed. And I just walked in, and the buzz was that that was him. Everybody was kind of whispering and pointing, and so... But no one was going up to him. No, he Why was not? just sort of standing in the, um, amongst a bunch of people, just kind of trying not to make eye contact with anybody. So I just... Got all excited, and, I, and I, my, my, my date was like, is that Joe Millionaire? And I said, oh, my God, it is. And then I was like, no, it's not. But he had this, such a distinctive face and eyes, even though his body looked different than on the show, I thought. It just had to be him. So I was like, oh, my God, you're Joe Millionaire. And I went up and I touched him. And so, first you know, off, I, I, first <laughs> off, why is she touching Joe Millionaire? I, don't know. I like she knows that his body looked, di- his face looked exactly the same, but his body looked different. That's the creepiest statement I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah, it I is. Gotta, really gotta touch that creepy. guy. Believe that he didn't make a lot of money, but I don't think that he really cared so much about that. I think he was looking for love, as we all are. And he just—he didn't even respond at all. He was really. He just ignored me, and I was, like, mortified. He just looked down into his drink and just, like, got he was just really cold expression. He just didn't even want to talk to anybody. So then I just, I was, like, I felt really bad. But I knew it was him at that moment because he wouldn't have acted that way otherwise. It was a little bit too much. It wasn't even reality. It was like they were living in a super fake world because they were all living lives. Yeah, but I almost had to. I mean, like, with that one, is like you had to watch it because it's like a train wreck. Like, you can't just, like... You like Walk the lies. And, and, yeah. You buy into the lies. I don't buy into it, but you can't turn your head. It's like it's just something about it. You got to. Those two must have been standing out in front of divorce court. I mean, these two <laughs> have such issues with one another. They can't even, uh, you know, they can't even have a conversation about Joe Millionaire without getting into it. Yeah. have to watch it. Then we just left. Um, because we just left him alone because he didn't want to talk to anybody. So then um, he went out. He, he left the crowd and went out onto this terrace at the bar, away from the crowd. <laughs> that's good TV, I guess. Um, that's that's the, the cliffhanger. I mean, they, they did, a, we, we were angry as, as all hell when they didn't, uh, they didn't show us the answer on that one, but 
But who's angry enough to stop watching? That's, that's and that was the whole thing. There was well, like we were reading. Uh, I was reading lots of like posts online about like people really angry and they're like, we're gonna boycott it. We're gonna boycott it. Confirmed. The internet was invented when this documentary oh, was made. Wow. Confirmed. Nobody boycotted it. Oh, like Joe Millionaire. Oh, that was horrible. That was a big letdown. But that's Fox. I said, yeah. You hear what she said there? She said that's Fox. But that's Fox. Yeah. Wow. There was also a CNN rant that happened at some point. Right. In there this is. Documentary. We're not going to hear that. But there was a guy who compared watching CNN to being a reality show. He's probably the smartest man that is being interviewed in this entire thing, and he's 100 percent right. And people kind of made that point later that this cable news is really a reality show, especially the world that we're living in right now. I mean, it, it is the reality show. I feel bad. I said, he's a person. He wants to be treated like a person. <laughs> and I, the way I just treated him is like he's a star, and he obviously doesn't want to be treated that way. And nobody, everyone was afraid to talk to him, and I just was so determined to even know. Can you believe anybody has a story this long about meeting Joe Millionaire at, uh, at uh, what, was the, what was the name of the bar? Uh, the Monaco. Club, the Mon I was at Club Monaco. Well, the thing is, is that so far the story is that she saw Joe Millionaire. She went up and touched him and said, are you Joe Millionaire? He looked down in his drink and didn't respond, walked out onto the terrace, and then she followed him out there. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, for sure if it was him. So I decided just to leave the crowd and go out on the terrace and approach him. So I just <laughs> went up to him and I just said, um, hi. I said, are you two a millionaire? And he just said, yeah, I am. He was like a likable person in that he wasn't the brainiest guy in the world, but he was really nice. Um, yeah, there was, I guess, that, that appeal to it. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> the whole premise of the show is rotten. Like a relationship based off of a lie. I mean... I hated that almost as much as I hated that Temptation Island show. And then I said, oh, I just wanted to say hi. I said, I'm sorry about before, I said, but I just, you know, wanted to say hi. I watched the show, and he's like, oh, hi, what's your name? And I said, my name's Lynn. He's like, nice to meet you, and he shook my hand. And he was talking with an older couple, so sort of just joined in on their conversation. Because he was cute also, you know, they were charmed by his looks and his cash. Well, he just started talking about how he felt about his fame. That's the first thing he started saying, how... I guess the other, the older couple had sort of been prompting him in this direction about the show and asking him lots of questions, how he felt about things, and he just said, well, yeah, I'm having a really hard time dealing with the fame, and I don't know, something to this effect, like, I don't know if I can deal with it, it's, it's really overwhelming, and something like maybe he would go back to construction because he didn't know if he could handle all this fame, he didn't have any privacy anymore, and he... How long do you think the privacy problem was uh, lasted for Joe Millionaire? Uh, less than a year. Yeah. 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 People moved on very quickly. I'm oh, I sure. just Googled him. He hung himself four minutes after he met this woman. That's sad. That's sad. He, he just, everywhere he went, it's just, um, you know, a big deal. Like, he said, one, he's at dinner and people want to, once one person wants to take a picture, then he has to take a picture with everybody. So he just says no and doesn't do it at all. Well, Joe Millionaire, I think he should have picked the other woman, not Dora, because he picked Dora. And the one thing that's happening with all these reality shows is that the couples don't seem to be working out. And then he said, you know, I used to, I used to really, um, really think that stars or people were snobby when they didn't want to give their autographs that they were famous, he said. But now I get it. I understand it. He's like, because now I, I feel the same way. He's like, I don't want, you know, to be bothered. I want my privacy, and, and I just don't have it. He said, I was at the airport, and he's girls were following me for like half an hour and I was on my phone and you know he's like
people follow me out on the terrace of Club Monaco <laughs> and make me tell this story and probably fabricate most of it to make it seem more important than it was. I just couldn't get away from them. They wouldn't leave me alone. I couldn't get away from her. She wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> he just kept talking and telling us how he felt about his fame, and he made a comment that it was, I said, well, why don't you... Um, you know, disguise yourself, wear sunglasses or something. He's like, oh, I've tried that, and everybody still recognizes me. He's like, I, you know, I've tried everything except, like, going, like, shaving off my hair so I'm bald. He's like, I'm about to try that. So I kept hoping that there would be some good outcome where, like... Well, there wasn't a good outcome, because it was reality TV. Nobody wants a good outcome, guy. So I found Jesus. out what happened. What happened? So it doesn't seem to be... I think what must have happened is that they teased an ending and then they didn't show it one week and that's why everybody got so pissed and they had to wait to the next week because really, I'm just on message boards from 2003. They still exist. Thank God for the internet. Thank God. And what happened was the woman chose um, Joe Millionaire over the million dollars. She chose him, Evan. And when she chose Evan, producers gave them a check to split for a million. Oh. So she won both things. What and so amazing. people are just people talking. People were pissed off that she... No, she, people so people were pissed that the ending was teased and then not yeah. revealed. But then once what happened, people were saying like, you know, I, I'm so happy for this couple. They're clearly in love. They're clearly going to make it. He picked the right gal. Um, I can't wait to see their family unfold. Everyone is really believing this is a real thing and it's going to result in offspring, which of course did not happen. I mean, there, there were so many shows that sort of followed this um premise afterwards where it was like kind of a bait and switch at the end type yeah. thing and well there was the next joe millionaire right and then there was harry do you remember harry where um they had like a prince harry look-alike and they made it out to be that these women were competing to uh marry prince harry do you remember I, this? I do not remember oh this. Oh, my God. We need to watch that because the problem with that was that he didn't really look like Harry. And so people were like, Prince Harry? Um, are you sure? And they'd be like, yeah, I just look different on re on television. I'm, I, that, that, that's me. Uh, <laughs> I'm freaking Prince Harry over here. Come on. You know I'm Prince freaking Harry from the freaking country that I'm a prince of. It was called I Want to Marry Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he kind I, I sort of remember that he I mean he's like a red-haired guy you know he's got yeah. the look he's got the touch um okay so um a little later in this documentary uh and it's being teased throughout uh the documentary is uh, Ivan he actually met a person that was a contestant on a reality show The Apprentice season one with uh Donald J Trump have you ever heard of him and uh, he watches him watch his television show. So they're, they're having a viewing party, and he sets up his cameras. And in the middle, he's interviewing the guy who's the contestant, and the families and friends. Sam. His name is Sam so Salovey or Salave. Salovey. Salovey. Um, From and, Maryland. And uh, he's actually doing very well. He's like the president of some company now. Vice. He's a vice president of some <laughs> company now, but um, apparently his whole thing was like he was making like crazy moves on The Apprentice, and it sort of made a lot of waves. There's a fun um, little clip that we did not pull, but it's uh, where he's answering emails from fans, yeah, uh, and he can't get over it. Uh, the clip we're about to show is just um, how uh, he felt about uh, working with Donald J. Trump. Here we go. It was terrifying. I mean, am I going to look like a schmuck? Am I going to look like a hero? Am I going to look like I got my head so firmly wedged between 
Donald Trump's finely groomed buttocks? You know, what is it going to look like? I don't know. I wanted to see. I mean, I'm bowing, I'm bending, I'm crawling, I'm shuffing, I'm this, I'm that, I'm complaining, I'm praising, I'm this, I'm driving everybody completely nuts, and I clawed my way out of it. When I saw Trump's act, just like, it all came together right there. I want to ask so now this is a clip of him actually watching or watching him watch the show. And, and this boy, guy, oh he leveraged that. Um, he, he got eliminated on the third app. Spoiler alert. Mm. Um, there was a fun little through line where his like he's talking to um, his his very cute girlfriend is being interviewed for this doc um, documentary as well. And that she's talking about how their relationship, it was rough while he was away because he was surrounded by models. And the guy keeps talking about ladies with long legs and boobs up to here. Um, so he was seemed like he was surrounded by a lot of women, but he did leverage this three app appearance into um, being a guest on Jay Leno. Yeah, he did. He got yeah. to go on the Tonight Show. Yeah, and he was there with Rod Stewart, who he, touched his knee. Yeah, he said Rod Stewart touched his knee. <laughs> and uh, who else was there? Um, what's his name? The I other don't remember the guy, um, the comedian. He was sitting next to him in the picture. We saw a picture of oh, him. Oh, David Spade. Yeah, when David Spade <laughs> popped up, I was like, "Of course, David Spade popped yeah, up." Yeah, David Spade. It was great. And then they showed like a still photo of of you know uh, Sam and David Spade. But clearly, Ivan, the producer, had went with them. Had to get into the photo too. It was so uh, really quick. And I don't know if I've because I did this kind of silently and I couldn't tell. I just want to give every before we're done playing this stuff because I think we're at the end here. Um, I just want to see if we can get a little hint of what the theme song that clearly either Ivan or one of his friends just wrote and recorded for this documentary. So let's see if we can get a little snippet of that. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh. Good old acoustic guitar. And he was cute also, you know, they were charmed by his looks and his cash. Yeah, but isn't that with all women? Hey. No. And he's a, he's a chauvinist pig. It's just these morons that audition to be on these dumbass shows. <laughs> what do you think, Eric? I think, uh, I don't really know. I didn't really, I didn't watch Joe Millionaire. Got a big reality TV buff. <laughs> Probably the really nice guy. All right, that was the woman saying that Joe is actually sexy. Anyway, clearly they needed to go back and hear more. Uh, we couldn't just hear this a clean version of this. I can't find it online. There's no MP3 of the real reality theme real, song. Real, real, real reality. reality. <laughs> <laughs> this is, was such a great find. It was good on the internet. Um, it's truly a time capsule. It's fascinating watching people talk about reality TV as a new genre. Let me pose this. What's going on here? Is that what we sound like on our mm, podcast? I don't think so. I really don't because I feel like at this point we're talking about something that has so much of a backstory, you know, that it's like w when we discuss shows like The Real Housewives or The Challenge, we're almost talking about like um, mythological gods, you know, or, or, <laughs> a, sh or a Shakespeare, uh, you know, Shakespeare play, something that has like a lot of rich history to it and is playing on archetypes. At this point, they're just sort of expressing um, initial reactions to the boom that was reality television. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's where we should probably call it today. Don't oh, you think? yeah. Well, do yeah. you have anything to say about the Jersey Shore? Any wrap ups? No. no. The Jersey Shore has been weak for the past couple of episodes. Yeah. They did bring Angelina in uh, last Thursday at the very end. Um, and uh, it was a lot of teasing of that to yeah. a moment that wasn't as exciting as they wanted it to be. Although next week we're about to hear... Um, uh, we're about to see what the ladies think about Angelina being back. And I bet you they're fine with it. Yeah, everybody seems like adults. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, you know, kudos to Pauly D for being a great producer on that show. Because yeah. this guy is making moves for television at all times. Um, he's the one bringing all the fun into the house. Really? As a matter of fact, he brought home a woman who looked l- kind of like Sammy's sweetheart, clearly just for the storyline. Yeah, he just brought her home because she wanted to rile up Ron, which hey, happened. Oh, although he also looked like he was f- going to follow through with it yeah, and, he and make love to the woman yeah. because uh, <laughs> he did. Uh, Ronnie pulled a strange move and called a cab for her while they were hooking up in the bed. And uh, then uh, everybody just had to let her get in that cab. So, you know, it was odd. It was it was weird. But we would really appreciate it if you watch this documentary and then you told us what you think. Guys. So um, and if this is the um, uh, first time you're hearing this uh, podcast, we do this every week. We just take clips of this documentary. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually not true. But for here on out, all we'll be doing is talking about this documentary. <laughs> um, check our, out our episode on Wednesday. We're going to be recapping Champs versus Stars like we do every Wednesday. And then next Monday, um, we will be actually in the Pacific North west that's right um so we're we we are dedicated to the pod we're gonna find out a way to release an episode we're that gonna can monday. An ep- we're gonna can an episode for next monday because we will not be in our studio to do it so w- don't worry there will be a podcast for you guys next monday uh i don't know it'll pr- it probably won't be it'll maybe be another fun episode like this where it's not talking about current reality just because we're gonna have to pre-tape it because we do need a vacation you gotta um, have them also, so uh, on Wednesday, you know, uh, business as usual, our Champs vs. Stars recap will come out. The following Wednesday, Ashley and I will still not be home. We're gonna be in a, we're gonna be in the in the woods. Um, no Wi Fi. No Wi Fi. No cable. No uh, cell service. It, it's going to be a tough thing for us to watch this show and get you guys that recap immediately. Um, once again, in two days from now. Uh, we're totally going to have a recap up immediately. The following Wednesday, it may take us a day or two to get the podcast, the recap up. Okay, so just stick with us. We're going to do our darndest to get you some form of a recap. Truly. Uh, from vacation. We, we're, we're already trying to put some wheels in motion. We're just already Googling coffee shops with Wi-Fi. Trying to figure out a way to do this, to watch the show, to recap it like we normally do. Worst things worst worst case scenario <laughs> i guess that's how you say it. worst things worst worst things worst um we will have like a podcast up for you guys maybe friday something like that maybe thursday night could be maybe the weekend i don't know stick with us Ch- uh, make sure you keep checking our reality blows twitter account we will let you guys know what's going on there that's at reality blows pod okay if you have questions it's reality blows at gmail.com um, you can follow Ashley at Ashley B. Roberts on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram by Googling my name or searching my name, Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. Um, and that's it. That's the show for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and uh, as always, just keep it real, real, real reality. <laughs> <laughs>